from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. You're a beautiful It's Friday, January 4th, 2019, and it's the Relevant Podcast of the Future. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And just down the road, author, podcaster, speaker, and cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Welcome to 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. I, it's, you know, Happy we are a few days into the new year, a few hours into the working new year for us, and I'm already in the ditch, guys. I put 2018 on the podcast rundown, nearly derailed the whole show. That's how my 2019 is going. <laughs> You've had a serious face since we started, Jesse. You just came into 2019 with with work on your mind all you were ready business. oh that is true i came in all this i'm a you know just send an email reply it's you know tcb wow and tcb email the letters of 2009 oh Andy, don't give me that look taking care of business oh. <laughs> <laughs> a year of tcb <laughs> ironically it's also the year of tcby which i've invested heavily oh. in bringing the franchises back so <laughs> tcb at tcby 2019 it's life goal got it tattooed on my chest last night. Whatever so. happened to TCBY? I remember as a kid, that was the only frozen yogurt chain around. And now it's got Minchies and all these other regional ones. And there's no TCBY. It's like they created the the craze and then went away. I think they exist in some places, right? I don't Are know. they all the way gone? I mean, I they're know. not all the way gone, but it does seem like they've fallen on hard times. Why? Yeah. I mean, like, how? How could they have fallen on hard times? I I think that here here's why. I know I've had a theory about this for a long time. Oh. I think that oh, the, wow. that the big national like fast food ice cream yogurt chains are a bad idea because best case scenario you've got you've got peak season three or four months and then what do you do right now nobody wants it i'm not hungry for you know what i want i'm gonna get get the kids together we're gonna all get in the minivan we're driving downtown we're getting some ice cream here in the dead of winter in nashville tennessee we're gonna go we're gonna bundle up (laughs) put our scarves and hats and our snow pants on we're gonna tromp outside and we're gonna go get ice cream no listen i listen you that's a bad take because people i drink coffee in the summer i drink that's like saying that's what i was gonna say but here's the real i tell you what brought tcby down one there's two things that brought tcby down to this day no one knows what tcby stands for it's an (laughs) it's an impossible acronym it stands for the country's best yogurt country's best yogurt country's best yogurt that's a horrible name that is a horrible or if i it could be like the butter substitute this can't be yogurt like it's so good, this can't yeah. be yogurt. Yeah, oh, I can't I do believe. Think, I feel like my grandmother used I can't to make that. Not, yeah, it's I can't not yogurt. believe in yogurt because why stop at the nation's or the country's best yogurt? Why not? If you're gonna be the best yogurt, be global. Because every time I'm eating it, T-W-B-Y, now, now the eating it, knowing what the name is, you know, I'm like, well, I know for a fact this isn't. They don't even claim that this is the world. Like somewhere else in the world, there's a better yogurt. Yo, and they're they saying are, like gelato is better or Italian ice or something like that. They're not saying that no, it's the they, best they frozen treat globally. They don't even own the yogurt globally. portion, Cameron. Yeah, that's, that's the true. problem here. Yeah. They don't say the country's best cold dessert. 
You know, <laughs> they say yogurt, which is a pretty narrow field. And I feel like they should have it. But the thing is, the froyo places where you fill up those little styrofoam yeah, yeah, and sprinkles yeah. and Oreo bits. I'm telling and, you, yeah. that is a cash cow. I have not gone gone one time where, because, you know, in case people aren't familiar, I don't know how you wouldn't be familiar with this, but you fill up like a cup. <laughs> you basically go to this like, you know, buffet of candy. And then you have wait, like. Wait, 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 wait. Back up and explain a little bit better. You fill up your yogurt first. Or do you go candy first? Annie, I am all. I have a whole strategy. But either way. He does it like lasagna. He goes, he goes, yogurt, candy, yogurt, layer. candy, I yogurt, parfait candy. <gasps> I parfait. Do you it, really? It's called. If anything, I learned from TC Buai. They make a mean parfait and I carry that over. Yeah, they did. I'm blowing your yeah, mind right now. I'm blowing minds right For out sure of the game in 2019. <laughs> but the point is this. The point is this. You fill this cup with yogurt and then you walk through a buffet of candy and they and, and fruit for garnish of reasons only for looks and then you throw it in the garbage can but they weigh it and you pay based on your weight and i have yeah. not gone to froyo once no, no, no. you don't pay based on your weight you pay nope. based on the <laughs> weight of the you, yogurt. you weigh yourself on a large scale before and after you consume the yogurt no, but you pay based on the weight of your dessert i have not gone once imagine? where it's under 17 dollars. like i am loading it up and they have taken so much money for me and it's i love it i love it. it's the greatest model you, you so that took down TCBY because TCBY got to control how much cookie dough went on my white chocolate mousse. Exactly. I think Chipotle, I think Chipotle or any of these places should operate on the same thing. Like I should be able to make, <gasps> I should be able to hop back there and make my own burrito, just pop make it on a scale and I'll burrito. tell you how much I pay. I don't need, I don't need different portions based on how huh. generous the person is working that day. Just let, just, just do the pay by weight thing across the board. I would do way less of some things. I disagree because I, as a former Cold Stone employee, High school. I was I was very oh carefully gosh, trained. I'm not, I was a mixing. Wait, 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 wait. Is Cold Stone the one where when a tip happens you sing? Yeah, yeah, it is. Really? Oh yeah. You sing when a tip happens? Yeah, we sang. We sang for a dollar. It was a very humbling. It's a very humbling. <laughs> it literally makes me want to be singing. It makes me not want to tip. Uh, like I don't I want that awkward interaction. Yeah. Hey, here's you what know? I do. Here's what I do. I, I I like very dramatically. I hold the dollar high in the air and kind of wave it around, and I gently place it in the mug. I ne- don't take my fingers off of it until they're done singing. Then I go nah, and I pull it back out and put it in my pocket. It's like a chess move. It's like a chess move. If your finger, listen, Annie, it's if you if your finger leaves the dollar, it's no longer yours. It's like a chess yeah. move. If it never leaves the dollar, you can pull it back out and so, exchange. So, and Jesse, you're the guy when you play chess, you do the move, keep your fingers on the piece, look the opponent in the eye Check to their see eyes. their reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they're happy yeah. about the move, you're pulling it back. Precisely. I mean, it's, it's you know, like I said, I'll use whatever advantage I can take to beat an opponent at the intellectual battlefield of chess and humiliate high school uh, people working at an ice cream parlor. I will do that. I just can't believe you got to do that. I bet you got to make so many fun combinations, Tyler. I was, I, I mean, I was a pro. You know, you had to be. It was a, it was a cutthroat world in the game of mixing uh, Cold Stone. I had to be. I didn't want anybody else to get ahead, so I had to be good at my job. And I was I was great at I was great at Cold Stone Cream. Right. I so did a good are, job. are you are you one of these people that like okay? So like somebody who worked as a barista at one point, mm-hmm. uh, like 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 for the rest of their life, they're 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 basically a barista to themselves oh, and their home. Yeah, I know and what like, you mean. Like you can't just have a normal cup of coffee if you've done the finer art of right, coffee, right? right? right. And like you, when you have ice cream now, do you pull out the marble slab? Do you freeze it? Do you do, you do it at the home? Do you do a whole we, home we cold don't wanna, stone? We don't need to get into this, but, but the Huckabee basement 
is has a has a I, I keep it I keep it at a tight eight degrees down there to make sure that I got the freshest possible ice cream. It's a marble slab. My wife is. Does my wife love it? No. It's been a real no. touching point in the marriage, but but for a, for the perfect <laughs> dish of ice cream, every week I have to go down to I have to go down to the local Kroger and buy myself in bulk just tons of candy and nuts and fruit, I guess, and keep it all there ready to go for when I want like just the perfect cup, perfect little dish of ice cream. <laughs> Tyler, I, I too keep my basement at a at a cool eight degrees, but that's because it is a literal meat locker that I use for fitness. <laughs> I go down there and just like punch big oh hunks of meat. <laughs> like I'm I'm an old school fitness guy. I don't need your newfangled equipment. Th- th- thanks, Planet Fitness. I don't need I don't see some machine. I don't need some computer tell me how hard I'm working. I'm just gonna you know, beat up a, a pair of rare ribs for an hour, Rocky style. Gross. You know, Rocky Five, his training montage, he's working out in jeans and a leather jacket, okay? He doesn't need your newfangled <laughs> materials and yoga pants. I can't believe you lead with, you know, Rocky Five. No, I don't. Most people don't know Rocky Five, that Jesse. I'm sorry, true. it's Rocky Four. And if you haven't seen the Rocky Four training montage, which is about nine no. minutes of the film, then I don't even know what to <laughs> I don't even know why we're doing this podcast, Danny. <laughs> I would do one of the experiential, like a BuzzFeed thing. Like I did the Rocky four training, like, like fitness routine for a month. And here's what happened to my body because Rocky puts himself <gasps> through the paces. He, he punches meat. He pushes around a wheelbarrow full of rocks and he does pull-ups in an old barn while someone punches him in the stomach. Wait, Cameron, do you know this too? Am I the only one who doesn't know this? <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen them, but I mean, it's kind of a, I've been friends with Jesse for 15 years. Of course, I know That's about it. this montage. This is a friendship with Jesse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't a. This if isn't Jesse any, wasn't in my yeah, life, I would have no mental picture of the Rocky training montage in his jeans and leather jacket. I've only seen it because Jesse sent it to me one time. <laughs> well, and you know why? Because I sense when people are having a bad day and you're like, you need a little pick me up. And I say, listen, you want to get pumped Jesse, up? Jesse, that's finish how I want to start the year. Will you, will you email it to me when we're yes, done? Yes, Annie, if you're that's having a, a great bad way day, to kick off the you year. have to watch all nine minutes in its entirety. I'm having a great day, but okay. I still feel like that would really motivate me. Yeah, well. and It's got the famous Rocky song, the the like pump like pump you up Rocky song. Yeah, not, like the training montages in Rocky are the whole reason you watch a Rocky movie. Yeah, exactly. They could just distill them. That's the great thing about Creed too. It's basically one long training montage, and they do training that <laughs> makes no sense. Like, all right, I'm this training is someone just punching me in the stomach for a while. Like, this is probably detrimental to my body, but for some reason in the Rocky world, that's part of the training. Just sip sucking down raw eggs and have someone punch you in the stomach. That's <laughs> it, man. You want to get? In, you got to get. Want to get in shape? You got to do the work. <laughs> Gross. We're, we're we're getting in rocky shape in 2019. Actually, that that's <laughs> actually a good segue. I have a question. First, first, uh, are you guys resolution people? Did you guys set New oh. Year's resolutions this year? I did. I did. I've got a few. One that I one that I'm going to be doing that I'm working on. This is a, this is going to be a big one. This is going to be the year that I become one of those climbers. I'm getting into climb. You know, oh. like are you, like, you get the cool, you get, you get the cool little shoes. I, here's the thing: yeah. I've been going to like our local climbing gym, but I just use our little gym upstairs because it's like the closest gym to me. So I've been ignoring the climbing portion of the climbing gym for the past couple of years now. And this is the year I'm going to become one of those guys who like gets scrambles around with his little like chalk bag and talks about I don't know uses climbing words that I don't know right yet. This is it's January 10th. I've got time. I've got time to get into this. Don't judge me yet because I'm not there. My my resolution is simple and that's to recoup some of the TCBY franchise money I sunk into a money pit. 
in a, in a, in a decrepit shopping center that no one's even going to, much less no one's going there. It's like a payday lender and me, and no one's going there. No one's getting that payday loan and wanting yogurt. I'll tell you that. What are your plans for the TCBY franchise? How are you gonna? How are you gonna lift? I mean, its at fortunes? this point, at this point, it's you know insurance fraud. I'm gonna have to burn it down and act like an electrical <laughs> fire happened with the parfait blender. That's my only. Move. <laughs> Cameron, I can tell you're in a resolution state of mind because you've only got, for theater of the mind, you've only got one Diet Coke beside you. Oh, hold on. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's, there's two. two. There's two. Your that's computer nearly, was That's nearly <laughs> one fifth of the number you Cameron just, Cameron just moved his computer aside and revealed that he'd been hiding and a separate a Diet Coke. Coke. <laughs> Cameron, it's so perfectly blocked in our vision. Oh, man. That was like I a magician a few doctor, weeks ago. One Diet Coke. <laughs> no, I have no, I have no resolution about Diet Coke. I, I am. Uh, I'm going to like like Tyler. I have some fitness goals this year that I'm going to like, like okay. doing hood to coast again this yeah. August. I want to do, I think I'm going to run the world vision six K this spring. They do a six nice. K for clean water. Cool. Uh, where's that? Uh, globally. They uh, like almost every city has oh. one. And so we'll, we'll actually cool. probably talk about it in the coming months. But um, I, yeah, I think I'm going to try and get in better shape. I, I It's just like it's taking like life stock over the last two weeks. You know, you just kind of go, Okay, where where were things good? Where were things not? And and I I just you can't discount the importance of like physical fitness being a stress reliever. I mean, you're just like it helps impact a lot of parts of your life, you know. And when I get really busy, I slack off in that area, and I just need to get more disciplined about it, you know. So. I, and Annie, I will say this to Cameron's point about the importance of physical fitness and nutrition in the new year. There is not yes. a feeling more satisfying of sitting down to a plate of delicious prime ribs that you've tenderized with your own bare fist. <laughs> you've tenderized with your own bare fist during one heck Jesse, of a Jesse, the problem is I don't have a basement. What's the backup plan if I don't have a basement? Annie, I've got you. I've got you. You come on over to the Huckabee house. Oh, I've already got right. it cooled down. We can hang meat in there. Right now, it's very, it's full of all my ice cream trucks. That's but right. We, but we can put some meat in there. No problem. Annie, Annie I do. Well, this the I do have a suggestion. It's, it's you know... It's for my TCWI venture, I've invested heavily in a lot of refrigeration equipment. So I'm thinking about starting a meat punching gym if this whole if the yogurt <laughs> franchise has worked out. Oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. That is so gross. I, you know, it's some hipster town where they a go to a butcher and a meat no, puncher listen, gym. You, listen, in one of these, it's brilliant. In one that's of these hipster neighborhoods where they're always trying dumb new fitness stuff, you know, like all the all these yeah. trendy climbing cool, stuff like that. Yeah, pure bar, climbing, you, you know, hot yoga, uh, CrossFit, all these little trendy things. You know what? You know what people really want is what? to get back in old school and just punch meat for a while. It's called the meat. It's called the it's called the meat pack here. Packing gym. And that's all you do is you go punch oh, meat. the meat packing gym. That's actually pack a great on the name. pounds. You know? Hey, you know what's going to happen tonight? Cameron's <laughs> going to sit down on his couch, put a little basketball on the TV or Real Housewives and build you that website. I'm going to build that He's website. Gonna I'm gonna that get if you He's going to get Annie, on Squarespace. I, because here's another confession. I uh, grossly overbought in refrigeration equipment for the for the TCB. <laughs> and that could be why the thing is sinking fast. I'm going to have to start going to that. I'm going to have to go start going to that payday lender soon if, if I don't get out from underwater on this thing. Annie, what's your resolutions? <laughs> Um, you know, um, I kind of don't really know. Well, here's the truest truth. I totally don't want to talk about it yet. It feels like I've had to like process through some stuff and I'm trying to figure out it, 
the why behind some of the changes I want to make because I'm afraid uh, that the changes themselves will not be made if I don't identify the why really well. Oh, interesting. So, the, the reflection, that that's the key, right? It's not just arbitrary goals or whatever, but like reflecting yeah. on, on the core things yeah. that you want to fundamentally change. And then, okay, because I want to change it for this outcome, I got to do these things, right? That, that's right. That's, that's, what right. I, that's the mode I've been in too. It's like the life that I've had and the life that I want to have, how do I pivot tangibly? And then, yeah. uh, so the X, Y, Z, you know I mean? Like, and yeah. then that's, those are the goals that last because it's like, yeah. And I think I'm feeling more reflective on 2018 than ready to transition to think about 2019. A year ago this week, I went to onsite. Y'all remember? Yeah. It was like my first week on the show. I was like, so you guys, I'm going to be gone for a week at an intensive counseling for seven days. <laughs> but, and so I think I'm still in this, like, um, it was actually like literally a year ago today, the Friday of the first week of January. And so I think I'm still kind of going like, okay, for the last year, what is the work I've done? I've been really proud of in my own life and with other people. And, and what do I want to do differently next year? And, and why do I want it to be different? I don't want to start a new workout regimen because I want my body to be different. I want to love me and take care of me and, and whatever that whatever flows out of that is what I want to do. I just have to figure out how to nail down those whys. And so I'm still probably more reflective on 2018 and more thoughtful about 2019 versus going like, okay, January one, let's do this. You know? Yeah. I was the same way. I realized patterns in my habits in my life that were like, you know, whether I realized it or not, like coping, you know, like it was like, I, I was doing these things because this was how I was handling stress or, or this is how, you know, yeah. different things. I was just like, well, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want that, you know? And so like, okay, so yeah. actually I was doing those things because of this other core issue. And then I want to address that core issue and handle things differently. You should go to forward. onsite, bud. <laughs> I'm good. I, so I, hear about, I hear about onsite a lot. No, pe- people, I've never done onsite, but, but, uh, the, the people talk about it like they, like it's yeah. the best thing that ever happened to them. To, to that yeah. point though, I mean, I'm not going to go to for a one week intensive, but I, I'm, I'm starting back up counseling this year. I mean, just yeah. to have kind of ongoing regular, that was something that I missed last year, you know, like somebody mm-hmm. speaking into my life and helping me kind of see yeah. my blind spots and stuff like that. Uh, I got so and busy a and all is that. so good because yeah. they're so on, they're only on your team. Like my therapist will say, I mean, my appointments this afternoon and she does not care what any man in my life thinks. And she doesn't care mm-hmm. about what my mom thinks. And she mm-hmm. doesn't care about what my friends think. She's like, and, and a lot of times she doesn't care about what I think. She only cares about my health. And so she'll say, actually, what you're doing is not healthy for you or anyone else in your story. You know, and so I, I love that she's just on Team Annie and um, and can speak wisdom into my life from there and help me to live. Because when we work on getting healthier for ourselves, what we're actually doing is getting healthier for the relationships that we're in. Right. Right. It's not just selfish. It's it is on behalf of the people that we love. And so. I care about that. And you do, you guys do too. And that can be a really hard thing to process, especially if you were like, and my own counselors talk to me about this a lot, how when you're raised in a certain type of Christianity, the idea of doing something for yourself can be very, uh, it feels wrong. It feels selfish. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't do things for myself. I can't take care of myself. I can't, even that phrase you used, Danny, love yourself sounds very, yeah. uh, according to a certain type of of theology sounds very selfish and almost anti-Christian. And obviously there, there's such a thing as going overboard with becoming narcissistic sure. and, and actually selfish, but taking care of yourself is a good thing for the other people in your life too. And, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, you can't 
Uh, you can't love other people well if you if you don't have a good understanding of a good assessment of your own self. And that's something that nothing nothing has been more helpful for me in terms of understanding that than going to a counselor regularly. And isn't that what Jesus actually said is he said, love God and then love other people as you love yourself. Yeah, he was actually instructing yeah. you to love three different groups of people, God, others and yourself or three different people, three different categories god sure. other people and yourself i mean that was part of the instruction and so can you for 2019 can your resolutions be around what would it look like if i actually loved myself so i could love other people on behalf of how god feels about me yeah. maybe and if you can't if you can't love yourself while you're punching a rack of ribs in the base then then you're Just not scr- capable of screaming while you're the meat screaming at the top of your lungs the whole time that's a big part of this workout then i don't know oh, i don't know it? how it yeah oh it's so, it's, it's, music, it's terrifying screaming. it is terrifying I'll provide okay. the rocky music I'll, I'll bring i mean it. there's it, nothing more terrifying than walking out of a payday lender uh right past the tcby <laughs> and hearing people just screaming hitting things it's jarring it's jarring because i haven't changed the signage yet which is a big problem which i'm now realizing as i say it might be hampering both businesses. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, we talked to Tori Kelly, huge pop star. Uh, why are we having her on the show today? Because it's the first episode in January and our January issue of Relevant has yes. Tori Kelly on the cover. Uh, we, uh, we have Tori coming up later and we also give you our, our preview of the new issue. Now, many of you home subscribers already have it. But for those of you who don't, we'll tell you what's in store in the new issue that just released. Uh, we'll move the show along. It's time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for... In case you missed it. Well, in case you missed it, Clemson breakout star Trevor Lawrence went viral this week talking about how he puts his faith over football. So uh, as college football fans know, Clemson has advanced to the college football national championship game for the second straight year. And their 19-year-old quarterback was one of the biggest storylines. Even though he wasn't the starter when the season began, um, his chill demeanor and humble attitude helped lead the team back to uh, college sports' biggest game. He's now a top NFL prospect, too. Well, in an interview with Sports Spectrum earlier this year, he opened up about why, in the grand scheme of things, football isn't all that important. Here's a clip. I mean, football's, football's important to me, obviously, but it's, just, it's not my life. It's not, uh, it's not like the biggest thing in my life, I would say. Uh, my faith is. So that just comes from kind of knowing, um, knowing who I am outside of that. So I just know, no matter how big the situation is, it's not really going to define me. Just, just putting my identity and you know what what Christ says, what, who th- He thinks I am, and who I know that He says I am. So, really, like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what people think about me or how good they think I play or whatever. You know, it doesn't really matter. So, that's definitely be, been a big thing for me, just uh, in my situation, just knowing that and having confidence in that. There you he, go. He, he is the most chill dude ever. And for people that don't know, he has long blonde hair. And he has great hair. He looks, so like, he looks like the California surfer dude from uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah, exactly. Well, they call him that. They call him Sunshine. His nickname Sunshine. is Sunshine. Is it? He does look yeah. like him, but he looks like a G.I. Joe mixed with Sunshine. He has like a G.I. Joe G. angular Joe. face. He, he's Fabio mixed with Sunshine. Oh, like, Fabio. He's very angular. He's like 6'6". Six, six. He's like 6'6", six, six, the 2'15". So he's kind of like 20. John, John yes, Tesh. Yes, that's it. That's sunshine. exactly it, Cameron. 
and That's I love creepy. how Chili. In a lot of ways, he's the anti Tebow. In a lot of because like Tebow, it's impossible not to feel like he is the most intense human ever on earth. Like but he's going to pump you up just talking yeah, to him. We where he's like, well, yeah, man. The most important thing is my faith. Wow. football and it's like wow. he is the opposite and i kind of i kind of like sunshine a little better like i think he'd be more in a better hang like if i'm doing if i'm punching meat all afternoon tebow all day if i yeah. just want to hang and not be super stressed i'm hanging with sunshine i don't know okay. i think tebow can turn it off i think he's just passionate i think he's like hanging out with annie i don't know if he can oh turn well thank you I, th- I like like i think he's positive and happy and okay. outgoing okay. and wants to just like grab life and 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 you know, like just be intentional about every moment. Like Annie, I think Tebow and Annie are the same same mold. Okay, received. Received. Okay, that hold, on, hold on. Let me ask Annie. Annie, a little bit of self evaluation here on the yeah, sunshine. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. If, if the personality spectrum of intensity and passion yeah. on one end is sunshine and the other is Tebow, where do you see yourself on that spectrum? Like full Tebow? Can the measurement be in how many uh, racks of ribs they're punching? So if Tebow's like a nine rack kind of guy and Sunshine's like a one rack kind of guy, I'd call myself an, a, a and, seven racker. And Sunshine, Sunshine is a vegan yogurt guy. Where yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're obviously both like storied athletes. So they both have the ability to turn on the intensity on the football I field. Know. I don't know. If you watch him play, he seems pretty chill on the football field, too. Like, he never really <laughs> seems like he seems like he's trying. And obviously, you know, he's I mean, the, he's he's got results. He's got he results. Like he's, trying. he's kind of adorable. He's just as, I mean, because isn't he like 18 years old or he's something? Ni- he's 19. 19. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a cute kid. Yeah. Well done. Well, I, they, before the game, before the game, I don't know if you guys were watching it this weekend. They, they, the, the play by play gave this anecdote about how Peyton Manning called him to kind of wish him luck, which, pay, like, I would love to hear that conversation. Hey, Peyton Manning. Hey, this is Trevor Lawrence. Hey, hey, I just want to let you know, good luck in the game, Trevor. And Papa John's Pizza and Omaha. Yeah, you know, like they're both just really weird, chill dudes. Good for them. You got like like King of the Hill, like Boomhauer and Hank. Have like, you heard either of them speak, Tyler? We just yeah. played a clip. Yeah, it sounds right. Your voice just adds like a adds like a little. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about any of these people, including King of the Hill. Uh, but it, it just comes across <laughs> like <laughs> one guy having a conversation with himself about God and football. Both of them seem way too chill to ever do anything about it. So I will continue <laughs> to make fun of them. <laughs> hey, uh, in case you missed it uh, this week, Lauren Daigle performed You Say on Good Morning America. The breakout worship artist who has graced our cover recently is continu- continuing the rounds on high profile shows, including uh, Dancing with the Stars, The Tonight Show and Ellen. Here's a clip from her Good Morning America performance. You know, you know what? Uh, little known fact. That's uh, what Trevor Lawrence listens to to pump himself up before games. <laughs> you think? Oh, you're making that. Oh, He's man. in the meat locker. He just slam. He's slamming wrench. He for sure to Lauren has Lauren Daigle. Daigle on Spotify. No question. In case you missed it, uh, this week TBS released a clip of their new show called Miracle Worker, and the show is about God and an angel 
trying to keep up with prayer requests. So uh, in the trailer, Daniel Radcliffe, wasn't he Harry Potter? Yes, this is Harry Potter. I was about to say he's working on both sides of the spiritual spectrum. Daniel Radcliffe leads a team of angels in heaven working in the answered prayers department, overwhelmed by all the requests God's getting from humans. Steve Buscemi plays a burned out God who seems tired of all the earthly drama. Here's a clip. I am transferring you to the Department of Answered Prayers. I'm Eliza. I'm Craig. Welcome to Answered Prayers. You have arrived just in time. Two billion prayers received. We have to answer all those prayers? I generally try and shoot for three, four a day. Although, now that I've got you, a teammate, there's no telling what we can do. I'm thinking five, six, maybe as many as six. Anyway, big day ahead of us. Here's to the team. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, hot, hot, hot. Please, God, we need your help. Earth is in big trouble. It is a mess. We need a miracle. There's got to be something we can do. Another explicitly Christian show. Like, I mean, because yeah. I'm thinking there's God Friended Me on CBS, which we've we've covered on this program before. We've had Brandon Michael Hall on. <laughs> Are we a program? That's right, Annie. Well, I mean, I, 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 a Christian, I don't know. Is it, I mean, is it Christian or is it just like Bruce well, Almighty well, kind well, of theistic? I mean, I would call that Christian because it's, it's utilizing it's Christian, Christian vocabulary yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you have like God friended me. You have, I mean, the good place dabbles in a lot of different religious I philosophies. I'd say the good place. But it's, vi- yeah. but it's Jesse, have we talked about this before? I, I don't know if we have. I love that show so much. I love everything Michael Shore does. The, he, he's also the creator of Parks and Rec, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and and the office, but, um, and he's, and he's a co-creator of, of the yeah, office and, and parks and rec, yeah. but, but he plays cousin Mose yeah. on the office. I said, the craziest thing to me is that Mose is this comedic genius who's directing and, and writing all these groundbreaking comedies. It's Mose. Yeah. It's crazy. It, and, anyway, and the, he has nothing to do with this show. I don't know why we're off on that, but <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but either way, like, you know, I'll say this, they might not be like Christian shows in, in the sense that they are overly concerned with preserving any sort of like orthodoxy, but they're certainly Christian adjacent. I mean, all three of those shows are based on constructs that people would associate with Christianity, angels and prayer. Yeah, and they God. certainly allow for, Christian centric conversation, yeah. right? Like one of my favorite things about good place that I is everything you read about it. And when you get to talk to friends about it, no matter what they believe, it does set this groundwork for a conversation that, I mean, that is what art does. If we're going to be too serious twice, thanks to me, uh, is it creates this, this platform where we can have conversations about faith things, even if it's not overtly faith, uh, work, even though I would say both at like the God friend of me show and this one both sound like really interesting and very pointedly Christian. Yeah. I like the good place a lot. I, I think it's probably of these three shows and I was understanding that we haven't seen this newest one yet. Um, it's probably the least like ex- it works with the least biblical framework. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Like there's not, there's not like an explicitly God character or anything. And they, they usually veer away from saying like heaven or hell. They're just kind of playing with a, a rough version of the afterlife. But, uh, but this one is using at least like biblical vocabulary and a at least popular biblically based understanding of what uh, heaven might look like. Steve Buscemi is God is maybe, maybe isn't like super biblical. 
Although I would not be disappointed. I would not be disappointed to go to heaven and see that God like slightly resembled Steve Buscemi. I would 100% be disappointed if God looked anything like Steve Buscemi. That'd be so like, wait, I watched you my whole life. No. Now, how about this? At first, the pre-Steve Buscemi, they had slated Owen Wilson for the slacker God yeah, role. Yeah. Who would you rather, who Owen would you feel Wilson. like would be more representative of, of God, the God of the Bible? Owen Wilson or Steve Buscemi? Well, in the, in the, I mean, for this show, which I should say the debut is uh, February 2nd is coming up, but um, uh, I don't know. In the context of this, seeing and hearing Steve Buscemi in the role uh, as sort of like this, like, yeah, kind of a, a God who's just burned out on, you know, the whole God thing. It seems Steve Buscemi just seems so weathered and, you know, just naturally tired, like, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, a guy who's just tired. Yeah. And that's sort of what they're playing with is that, you know, God's just tired and he's angels are going to do his work for him, you know. So I, I think in, in that context, Steve Buscemi worked pretty well. In case you missed it uh, this week, Netflix pulled an episode of uh, their show, The Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj uh, from its service in Saudi Arabia after the show criticized the government there and the government, you know, basically went toe to toe with Netflix. Uh, Netflix conceded. So it was a recent episode of the political comedy show where Hassan criticized political corruption in Saudi Arabia and the Saudi crown prince, uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, the show was released days after the death of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, um, who intelligence officials say was murdered by the Saudi government for criticizing the crown prince. On the episode, Hassan said, now would be a good time to reassess our relationship with Saudi Arabia. And I mean that as a Muslim and as an American. The Saudi government said parts of the episode violated the country's anti-cyber crime laws. In a statement, Netflix said, we strongly support artistic freedom worldwide and removed this episode only in Saudi Arabia after we had received a valid legal request and to comply with local law. Uh, back in 2016, Hassan was a guest on this podcast and spoke out about how comedy and art can lead to social change. Here's a clip from our conversation with Hassan Minaj. I think that, you know, one of the most powerful things in stand-up versus, say, or satire versus, say, television or movies per se is that it's it's pretty raw and unfiltered. And, you know, the comedian is basically like the court jester that's standing on the sidelines of the game that is American politics or life and is saying, hey, this is just what I'm noticing and this is what I'm seeing. And it's pretty powerful because we are not towing any lines. We're not representatives for any network or um, religious institution or political organization. So we can pretty much say anything. And there's, some, there's, there's a tremendous amount of power and danger in that freedom. What's the danger? You know, I think I think words can be can be hurtful. I think words can be destructive. I think rhetoric can be scary. And I think this election is a prime example of that where, you know, sure, Donald Trump says that he's just cracking jokes and he's making fun of women's parents or he's, you know, he's talking about building a wall. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. These things will change. These things will evolve. Those are just words, but they, they could potentially lead to action. I think that's where it can get dangerous. You know, I, I don't know the new. I mean, I don't know the nuances of Saudi 
cyber law, but like if 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 Netflix said no, we're not going to pull it. What, what's what recourse are they going to have? Are they just going to not let anyone in Saudi Arabia watch Netflix? Could Netflix pay a fine? You know, like it does seem to be hypocritical to produce a show like this, but for the people that need to see it most, which are the people of Saudi Arabia, to be exposed to the corruption at the highest levels of their government. It does seem hypocritical, but I mean, there's no different than than local laws in China. They censor the internet there. Google had to comply, you know, to a, a Chinese search results. You know, I mean, this is part of the global economy. Every country has different standards and 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 legal issues. And and if you want to play in their country, you have to comply. I mean, whether we agree with their laws or not, I mean, Netflix has to comply legally if they want to do business there. You know. But I, yeah. Jesse's question is like, do they have to comply? I don't know what the what the Saudi government's legal recourse is if they don't want something like North Korea didn't want the interview with Seth Rogen and yeah, East, I remember that. But they weren't. But but Sony just said, well, t- tough. We're going to release it anyway, and that led, of course, to the to the hack a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know if the, I don't know what the what the relationship. I I, am, I just don't know. I, I could be. Saudi government could very well have legal recourse against Netflix because if Netflix said, no, we're going to do it, do what you need to us. Is it that they are going to, because I don't think they probably have a backdoor to Netflix where they can block one episode of one show. Right. So do they just pull the service from the public and let the public outcry, you know, I feel like the public outcry towards that would probably be even greater than the public outcry towards, you know, the people that happen to watch one episode of one series. I, I, I and I, like Cameron, I agree with you. Like the new global economy that re- that media companies, especially that large, are required to play in in order to be profitable is extremely complex. But it does seem like this one, there's a lot of irony in this one because the episode is critical of government censorship and it fell victim to government censorship. Well, I mean, uh, but, but we all, uh, do you remember six months ago, Behind the scenes and media, I mean, we are actually everybody who goes on the internet experiences all the websites changed their privacy policies and right. you had to yeah. like click the box of the cookies and all that because of the EU. The, the European Union passed new privacy laws that every website that wanted to be accessible in Europe had to comply with. And we all had to change our, you know, legal you know, practices yeah. uh, to comply. I mean, that's the thing is like, if you want to do business in a country, you got to comply. And I don't agree with the censorship thing, but I mean, that's their reality. I mean, right. I was in a family's home in Palestine and they were watching, they were watching the Disney channel and TBN and, and they were getting their satellite, which is banned in Israel. TBN was banned in Israel uh, and, and really, they were which getting, is funny because don't they record in Jerusalem? Don't they have like a whole studio in Jerusalem? I forget what I forget what it was. It was really strange. Yeah, you're right. It was it's some. It was something about yeah. And then and then uh, they were getting this family was getting their satellite from from Saudi Arabia. They got their 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 service their satellite service from Saudi Arabia. I mean, like just over there, all the especially the Muslim countries, they have you know very very different laws. And if you want to be able to reach them you got to play by their rules i guess I, I do think there's at least there's like two issues here there's the legal issue and the moral one and the legal issue is, is pretty complex but the moral one isn't particularly complex because pa- what patriot act is calling out is 
you know, a, a state sanctioned murder of a, of a dissident journalist. Yeah. And so being, being censored because of that. But they don't live in a free society. They don't right, have right. free press. They that's don't the have, difference, yeah. they, that's the thing is like, it is not free. I mean, it is not, I'm not shocked by this at all. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with it, but Saudi Arabia didn't let women yeah. drive until two months ago. You right. know, like, they just literally opened their first movie theaters that showed one movie, which was the emoji movie. Like they are <laughs> way behind. That's it's a tough, true. That's a tough pull to only and they get showed that one. It, they showed it to be like, see, you guys don't want movies anyway. This is what the West watches. <laughs> this is terrible. It's TJ Miller. You've been waiting on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not shocked that, uh, that, that this, the Saudi government didn't want the episode to be aired in their country. I'm a little surprised that Netflix blinked. I'm yeah. uh, I'm okay. more shocked that Saudi Arabia ev- even let Netflix exist in Saudi Arabia, frankly, yeah. because they didn't yeah. have movie theaters. So I was shocked. And then, but I agree with you. Then it's like, okay, well, then if they did allow it, they kind of know that they're allowing all the content right. as well. And, you know, yeah. it, is, it is interesting that, that Netflix blinked. You're right. Yeah, but. I think so too. But also, I mean, isn't that interesting to think that there's someone who has to sit in the Netflix offices and think about this stuff? Like, is ever of all the shows they have and all the shows they've created, they have to think about like, are we making things that in dictatorships are going to get rejected? And what do we do when they do? It's yeah. really interesting sometimes to go to different, like you can find on on YouTube sometimes side by side comparisons of different movies and the things they have to change to air in China, to air in the Middle East, to skirt different laws. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to, things that you would never think about just watching a movie or a television show here. What just isn't going to fly overseas. Yeah, you guys remember I went to China this summer and it was funny. I stayed with some family who lives there and we would talk about TV shows and things that and the ways they have to get them and the 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 channels they have to go through. So I I just was like, oh, I I forget that this is what it is like for the largest population in the world (laughs) is that they can't just get access to any anything created. All right. And lastly, in case you missed it, this week, a church blooper clip went viral that works just (laughs) as well as an audio only clip as it does when you see it. So the clip shows a pastor uh, attempting to demonstrate God's power to help people overcome obstacles in their life by using a mini trampoline to jump over a literal (laughs) hurdle that's on stage. I mean, like, so you hear him, he's like praying and it's faith, it's expectation. And then he wants to demonstrate this. And as you might expect, things go very, very wrong. Now, trust us, the gaps or the gas and screams that you hear from the concerned congregation are funnier than anything you will see on the screen here. Before you play it, before you play it, I I need, I want you to listen to one to for two things. One person says one concerned lady going check on him like in the background (laughs) and then listen to the final scream because there's this the whole like you hear the jump you hear the thud of him landing flat on his back and then so that's what happens he runs he jumps on the mini trampoline he flies out from her and he lands directly on his back and you hear the thud and you hear one scream that lasts about a half a second after just going ah that is the one that I listen I've analyzed this piece of audio uh, so many times but 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 anyway I just want to listen to that last scream Exploits for your glory. See, with the power of the Holy Ghost, this is easy. (laughs) Run that back, Chandler. Run it back. (laughs) Sometimes you fall, but you gotta get back up. 
up. Well, I like how he spun it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. For your glory. See with the power of the Holy Ghost. This is easy. <laughs> so there is no video it's only audio no no, no, there's, no, no, a no, no. there's a video there's a, there's a video at rollofamagazine.com you can go check it out oh my gracious and he just falls flat on his back oh yeah at yeah. a very high oh, speed at a very high speed man <laughs> this he, is why you he, should not use props this is why props are not a good idea no, any preachers but settle kudos down with to the props. him he thought on his feet you know, he he realized like this is there's an analogy here too. Like he really he really pulled it out of the like pulled it out of a nosedive until we always got to get back up. And, and that was it. Like, yeah, isn't that a more important lesson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you nearly break your back in front of hundreds of concerned people, and you are forced to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, on Instagram, I like every it. every one of the meme accounts that I follow posted a version of that video over the last really? week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the person who originally posted it, they were recording uh, during the prayer, and then uh, their their tweet, they tweeted out this video, and it just said, "So this happened in church today," <laughs> and then you know, it people just, really run with it. I think I think yeah. ours was jumping into 2019, like, and then <laughs> <laughs> that's great, dude. That's great. <laughs> Jesse, you did post an update because he, he I, okay, went back. To be he fair, tried, he I gave posted it another that. Shot. To be fair, we were running a little lean on New Year's Eve. You know, it was a holiday. So me and Tyler really like sharing stuff back and forth all day. I'm like, dude, you got to see this video. It's hilarious. So I posted it. And then shortly after I posted it, our, the comment feed on like our Facebook page where I posted it was blowing up. Most of it were very unsympathetic people. Like, that's what he gets for trying to bring stunts into the house of God. I'm like, listen, Lamos, oh the guy was trying to do something cool. Okay. It would have yeah. been cool. And yeah. someone posted. No judgment. You ever heard of the power team? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You ever heard of the power right, team people? Right. It's awesome when it works. And so someone posted, <laughs> like, hey, I go to this church and I want to let you know I have a different angle of his second attempt. And <gasps> he no. did it again. And he gets it. So this is, I, she, according to the congregant, the problem wasn't in his. They have nothing to do with the pastor. And how dare you, cynical Facebook posters? Whoever put the mini trampoline on the stage, put it on the wooden stage itself, causing yeah, it to slip it out. They said the next time yeah. they had to they, they hurry up and they got a piece of carpet or a rug or something, maybe a prayer flag. I don't know. They put a piece of cloth under the trampoline. <laughs> and the next shot that I have, shot from a different angle, is him bouncing on the trampoline. And it says, and the Holy Spirit will let you do this. And he jumps and he clears the hurdle. Not by a lot. Uh. It was still pretty sketchy, but he made it. And the house <laughs> comes down. The house came down. Too good on that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. What, a, what a good dude to just go for it again, too. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's he's not walking <laughs> off there till the stunt is complete. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Tori Kelly joins us. You're listening to The Rock and Tours. The song is Sunday Driver. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Fly Felix with Beautiful Animal. For her most recent album, Hiding Place, pop star Tori Kelly surprised fans and critics by releasing a worshipful collaboration with gospel star Kirk Franklin, which has been nominated for two Grammys. Uh, she was previously nominated for Best New Artist in 2016. Well, in the brand new cover story of Relevant, Tori talks with us in depth about her own faith and how she's embraced unexpected twists and turns in her career and how she's followed her calling, even if she didn't know how it would turn out. 
Here's part of our conversation with Tori Kelly. This album kind of, it's a, it's a little bit different of a direction than Unbreakable Smile. Why, why did you want to focus on your personal faith on this particular project? You know, I, I grew up listening to gospel music, um, and I also grew up having my, my faith just be this really, really important thing in my life as it still is today. And so I always just thought, you know, one day it would be really cool to kind of do just do something in gospel. I, I just always loved the genre and I've always loved how uh, just how you're able to sing freely and there's no rules really in gospel music um, other than you just got to put your whole heart into it. So um, I I just always wanted to do it and, and the opportunity, it seemed to fall into my lap without me really trying because I just, I just had the idea to uh, do a gospel song for to you know to put it on the other album that's that'll be coming out and um and my team was super excited about it which which was awesome i didn't know how they would react but they they're like yeah let's let's do it you should work with kirk franklin on that and i was like okay sure i'm <laughs> um who i i mean i grew up listening to him like so you know hearing just hearing that name it like represents my whole childhood you know and so that was i mean that's such a huge huge thing for me to get to work with him and he he was down to work with me and you know next thing i knew it it turned into one song it came, it went from one song to then a whole eight song album because we were just on a roll and it it just felt so good and we were like these songs are too good to just kind of throw on to another album we need to give it its own space I wanted to ask you a couple about a couple of the songs in particular. You know, uh, Psalm forty-two, such a beautiful song, and I was wondering what 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 what's the significance of that particular passage for you? Why did you want to you know put that on the album in particular? Kirk and I wrote that one together, and um, we had looked at all, all the songs that we had. We were probably about six songs in at that point, and we we realized you know we don't have a song that's just straight up worship. I mean, all, all the songs were, we're either talking about God or we're, we're talking to God, but, but we didn't have a song that was like just straight out of the scriptures, just direct worship, kind of, you know, the song that you, you could teach it to a congregation or to a church. Um, and they can kind of all sing along with it. That's what we were really going for. And so we were like, okay, well, what better place to go than than the psalms because those are you know literal songs that that are in the bible and there's just so much beautiful just a lot of beautiful words in in the psalms and um these real emotions that everybody can relate to so we started flipping around and um kirk was on the piano i remember and i was just kind of reading off different different passages and I got to that one and he started kind of, you know, mumbling a few words and I just started adding melodies to them and, and that was it. I mean, it, I, I want to say it started with the, the chorus that as the deer uh, pants for the water. So my soul uh, thirst for you, God. And, and that, that was really the anchor for the whole song. And then we, we worked around that part and, um, 
that song is, is definitely one of my favorites too just the way it it came to be and it is just one of those really powerful ones as the deep for the water so my soul needs you lord with thirsty god you're the living water and my soul needs you lord and needs you lord You know, I, I feel like when people see you perform this album live, a lot of people, it'll be a worshipful experience. Have you thought about kind mm. of, you know, I know, you know, you've been, you've toured with some of the biggest artists in the world and, you know, how performing this particular album will be different than, uh, you know, some of your other songs in the past? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about that. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm excited for because I want, I want people to come to the shows and, still feel like they're at a Tori Kelly concert, you know, I, I, I know I, I'm well aware of the fact that not everyone believes what I believe and not everybody even knows what a church experience is like, you know, and so I, I definitely want people to feel um, safe when they're at a show and comfortable and just, you know, there to have a good time. Um, I'm definitely going to be pouring my heart out into any song that I sing. So I'm excited because I think it, it'll be it'll be interesting because I also kind of feed off of them. I feed off of the crowd when I'm performing. So that's that's one of the, you know, the most exciting parts of getting together with, with the fans and, and just having a good time. Well, you know, you've you've had a, a ton of success at, at an early age and, you know, have been in the spotlight since, you know, you were really a teenager. As a person of faith, mm-hmm. how do you maintain being, you know, being grounded and kind of the humility that comes with faith when you have such a, a huge platform and so many eyes always on you? It's a daily challenge, I would say. It's not something I think you can ever really master. Um, I'm I'm super thankful for the people that I have in my life. I think they play a huge part in uh, keeping me grounded. Everything from you know my my husband to my family to my my team who's who I'm with all the time. Um, I think who you surround yourself with is, is plays a huge part in in how you know, just how sane you are <laughs> when you go out and into the world. And that's, I think that's for anyone, you know, not just someone like me who's, who's doing music, but, you know, I, I think everyone can, can relate to that with the people you have around you really, really impacts how you're going to act. And I think it's, it's that along with just the daily grind of trying to follow Jesus, you know, and trying to follow his example, um, and he he loved people perfectly and he he served other people and and i think that's that's really what it's about you know trying to put other people first and especially in an industry that that puts you first you know as, as the person who's kind of front and center on stage you know it's easy for everyone else to kind of come around that and and put you even higher and uh you know always 
put you on this pedestal, but it's for me, my challenge, I think, is to constantly try and not be on that pedestal, you know, and try and say, no, it's not about me. It's not about me. And, you know, try and focus as much as I can on, on other people. And it is it is hard. That's why I say it's a daily challenge and a, and a daily prayer too. to wake up and just be like, God, I, I need your help today. You know, help me to not think about myself today and, and try to, you know, just think about you and other people. Um, and I think that's really all I can do. That was Tori Kelly. Uh, make sure to check out her new album, Hiding Place. It's out now. And uh, make sure to read the full profile we do with her in the brand new issue of Relevant, which is available now. But stay tuned. Actually, we'll tell you more about that issue coming up right after this. You're listening to Steven, or Stevan, I don't know. The song is She Goes. Well, as we mentioned before the Tori Kelly interview, uh, the new issue of Relevant is out now. Tori graces the cover. Uh, you just heard part of the conversation with her. You should check out the full feature. It's a it's a, a great piece about like the twists and turns of her career and how she keeps doing things that are like unexpected and then how it all turns out and she has a very unique story and faith and uh, career path and it's fascinating it's great great story you should check it out but there's a lot of other great content in the issue we want to give you take just take a couple minutes and tell you some of the behind the scenes about the new issue and then encourage you to go check it out for yourself at relevantmagazine.com um, being the first issue of the year there's a, a theme of new in it yeah, not not in every piece, but there's like it kind of kept showing up in different ways, kind of like fresh starts and rebirths and stuff. Yeah. Some of the more deliberate ways, like we have in uh, in the current section, we have like um, a guide for 2019 for every month, uh, media, music, books, TV to consume that kind of will help grow your faith and different themes in your life. I thought that was a really cool guide. Uh, we also talked to Levi Lusco. Uh, about kind of core things that you should embrace in this new year to kind of have your best year yet. I thought that was an awesome piece as well. Oh yeah, I remember. I, I was actually having a conversation with someone this weekend about that was had read that piece. And the cool thing about what, what Levi Lusco wanted to talk about was like r- actual practical steps. You know, not just like, hey, this is like a mindset you need to get in, but like practical things you can do to improve. You, you know how you even see your relationship with God. It's a really fascinating conversation, and like kind of reclaiming the idea of self help and making putting like a biblical perspective to it. Well, yeah, he talks about the fact that, like, you know, there's times when like parts of his personality come out that aren't, you know, the best and what he does tangibly to kind of course correct and stuff. And it's really helpful when leaders like him, especially, are are vulnerable about strengths and weaknesses and things that they do to kind of grow in the areas where they're weak and uh, apply that to our own lives. Yeah. One piece that was, uh, that, that I got to work on that I've been sitting on for a while and it was a real, it was a real challenge to put this one together, but, but very, 
uh, rewarding and hopefully helpful was it's called Too Late to Apologize. And it's about what forgiveness looks like in the digital sphere. We've obviously had a lot of very public figures had to apologize for a lot of things. Uh, people like Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, uh, Samantha B. And uh, we wanted to look at what it, the, the the question that gets asked is, what does their return look like? What does their their forgiveness and restoration process look like when you're somebody like that? And it was really good to to talk to some people and and uh, try to peel try to work through that a very complicated issue and uh it was helpful for me to work through it and to talk to some experts about that and, and hopefully it'll be helpful for people to read it too uh on the culture side of things uh some of our favorite bands in this issue uh young the giant has a new album out we talked to them uh they they are a unique band all four band members are immigrants to the u.s and their album uh tackles some deeper themes because of kind of their their uh their story Here's a clip of Young the Giants in Lowell. Yeah, and then one of the other, uh, I guess while we're talking about music, I want to throw in another artist who's like to Arizona. And, you know, they released a really cool EP this summer that followed up an album that, you know, it was named, you know, on basically all kind of like the hitmaker charts um, to, to check out. Really cool guys. And they have a really cool kind of community-centered ethos to making music that they opened up about. Really cool conversation, uh, really fun conversation with a really cool band. Okay, you literally said cool nine, nine times. <laughs> I feel cool when I listen to him. You know, guilty as charged. Cameron, guilty as charged. Uh, you did this interview. Um, uh, one of the things I learned reading it, I've always liked their music. Uh, the band's name is Arizona. They're from New Jersey. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It works. It, it works. works. Here's a clip. Here's a clip of Arizona's new album. you know, things we do other than just kind of the intersection of faith and culture is we look at kind of what's happening in this generation and different trends. And um, one of the things that's interesting is in, in this issue, we look at the generation coming up. So millennials are now uh, 23 to like 38 and Gen Z is eight to 22. So relevance kind of core readership is kind of like college to thirties, right? So I think 93% of our readers are between 18 and 39. Our average reader is 27. Which is interesting seeing a generation slot, you know, shift happening yeah. where all college students now are Gen Z. And Gen Z, all, you know, we're starting to see enough evidence that they are very different than millennials. And one of the, the, the articles in this issue kind of illuminates the shifting uh, trends that are happening that make Gen Z very unique. And not only just, you know, unique and different from millennials in a lot of ways, but really poised to push the church in a new direction. You know, yeah. like they are incredibly moral. Like they, they, they don't really drink. They're the most sober generation. And well, they are 11. I mean, that's yeah. the other part of it. Well, I, but, but also they, their attitudes about <laughs> abstinence, like they're, you know, they really take abstinence seriously. They're, um, you know, very, they believe in inclusivity. They believe in transparency, authenticity when it comes to institutions and the it, inclusivity thing is one of the things that the article highlighted will will challenge 
some of the, you know, long held uh, church, uh, you know, kind of dialogue, you know, yeah. like, like, like this generation, Gen Z is it, the church is going to have to like adapt or die. I'm not saying compromise or change yeah. theology, but like the way that the church has talked about inclusion is one of the big issues that's going to have to be rectified moving forward because that's a major value of Gen Z. And, and millennials tend to be sort of skeptical and cynical about large institutions like the church or like, you right. know, Facebook or, or whatever. But Gen Z wants to change institutions. You know, yeah. I mean, we saw that with the Parkland kids. They want to go in there and make change and not just approach things with cynicism, which will have huge implications for the future of the church. It was a really fascinating uh, read. Speaking of fascinating, wrapping wrapping up the segment, there there's there were two think pieces in the in the uh, issue that I thought were notable. One, we talked to author Lauren Winner about uh, church and church history and how the church needs to own up to some of the unseemly aspects of our history and 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 it's those one of those things that we don't really think about that often. But church history is incredibly problematic in a lot of ways, and there's something that we need to actually kind of take head on moving forward. But then also, Jesse, you wrote a piece about conspiracy theories, um, one of your passions. But no, <laughs> what I want to point out about it is I, I couldn't believe this. Because when I think about conspiracy theories, and you've been pitching this for a long time, this piece. And we kept, I just wasn't totally sold on it until you showed me the data that conspiracy theorists are and the people who believe conspiracy theories are not the weird fringe people listening to late night radio. They are <laughs> statistically the demographic that is most susceptible to believing conspiracy theories are young Christians. That's crazy to me. And, and we show some of those stats that there's also like a really an anecdote that I really like at the beginning of the piece of someone from Answers in Genesis, who's the young earth, you know, creationist. They have to they've had to dedicate an entire section of their website to combating flat earth conspiracies because so many young Christian college students were coming to them and asking for answers because as they saw it, if you take the Bible, literally it talks about the four corners of the earth. Explain that it is, it it was an interesting rabbit hole to jump down. It's interesting because it's not just, it starts off on kind of like an interesting kind of weird note, but also looks at why it's oftentimes a dangerous slippery slope. Once you kind of start jumping down these rabbit holes. Yeah. Uh, we also talked to Derek Miner. Uh, current has Blake Mikoski, founder of Tom Shoes, talking about their next era and mission. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, Kristen Bell, Dr. Eric Mason. And our last word is written by our very own Annie F. Downs. So it's a great issue. You don't want to miss it. Uh, you can view the whole thing at relevantmagazine.com. You can also pick it up at newsstands nationwide. Most Barnes and Nobles have it. Uh, and if you want to subscribe, uh, you can subscribe there at the relevant website. There's a great deal going on right now. I think you'll like the issue a lot. Uh, go check out the new issue of Relevant, January issue of Relevant with Tori Kelly on the cover. Uh, don't miss it. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. Duke Divinity School, we're the spiritual heart of a great research university located in Durham, North Carolina. Our vibrant community of students and faculty engaged in rigorous, collaborative scholarship and deep formation come from across the nation and around the world. 
Grounded in Christian scripture and theology, we are guided by our desire to embody a faithful witness in a changing world. We believe that being rooted in wisdom is the first step towards cultivating ministries that flourish, institutions that respond creatively, and designing communities to thrive. Comprehensive theological education is critical and necessary to answer the big questions and generate thoughtful leaders. In learning from our past while engaging with our present, Duke Divinity School's program equips students to serve in the church, academy, and the world of tomorrow. Are you ready to take the next step? Learn more at divinity.duke.edu. listening to ferns the song is life is easy okay well it is time for your feedback uh if you remember back last week for the question of the week we asked you what word you would choose to define 2018 uh on that episode we had talked about how miriam webster said that the word of the year was what was it justice right justice it was justice that's right right. justice and i thought that's you know but they based that on like words being like searched on their website. And, and, and so we thought, you know, there's, there's better words that yeah. uh, define 2018 than ju- just justice. So uh, you guys hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast, and you posted as well on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here are some of your suggestions for the 2018 word of the year. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, uh, Tate Randall said that he has a prediction for what the 2019 word of the year will be, um, which, you know, it's close enough to what we ask. Um, and it's, it's a reference. He thinks essential oils for men will finally take off <laughs> and, the word, and the word of the year will be moils. And, <laughs> and, it's hard, and honestly, it's hard to disagree with his logic. I can only, we can only hope so high. That would be my hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a better. He's got a. He's got a brighter vision of 2019 than I do right now. But I like his optimism. <laughs> I, I mean, it would, that would make it a good year. Um, uh, <laughs> one uptick on the, the Rizzo Ryan on, on Twitter said one uptick he's seen in conversations is the word adulting. Adulting. Ugh, Which yeah, Annie, what's your thoughts? You, you can we you just, have a strong can we, reaction? Can we retire that? that? That's horrible. I know. I don't yeah. like that word. I just think I, don't like it, it I just don't love it. I don't think it's a good. It, it, yeah, I don't like it. Do y'all like it? No. I'm very no, indifferent. It's stale. About it. Are it's you? Stale. Jesse is indifferent about Jesse. When are you indifferent about anything? You aren't even. In, you aren't indifferent about. You're. You're never indifferent. I like are you if, different about adulting? If someone was like, hey, you got my taxes paid early this year, hashtag adulting. I'm not like, oh, unfollow. It's like, okay, you know, I don't care. You know, that it's, just, it's just not. It's not. You know, clever or anything. It's just. Stay. I just don't like it. I think it's a silly word. I think there's, yeah. I think by nature, if you are not 14, you, if you're older than that, you, you know, it's not 14, 18, you should be doing things that adults do. We don't have to just label it. We can just do them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, th- I think, I don't even think we need to brag about things we do that people should do anyway it feels like it like you pat yourself on the back for like things that well yeah you're hey, legally obligated to pay your taxes. I, I went so. and bought laundry this week guess who didn't go out and buy new underwear because i cleaned them right adulting right. it's like that's that's, that's right. i don't I, you might want to play, hold that one close to the chest there chief that's exactly right uh oh and this one was just added to the dictionary um literally just oh. added it, um uh merriam webster is officially mel- making whelp 
a, a, a word like <gasps> now I like love you well. Say, well mm, you know well. I, and that I feel like that's a strong contender because I feel like in 2019 <laughs> for 2018 that's like you open up the news and read the headlines every day and you're like well, well, what do we expect? Well, you know, you guys Twitter account, a lot of people voted for him. Well, you know, what are we going to do? That's I funny. love Welp. That's great. I don't mind Welp. Yeah. Yeah. I can see I'm the case a huge for Welp. Welp fan. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, last week's feedback. There's more where that came from. You could go check it out. Uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, it's the it's the beginning of the new year, and uh, a lot of a lot of people take this time to reflect, reassess, and make new goals for the coming year. And uh, we want to know what some of your New Year's resolutions are and why. Uh, it's not just setting arbitrary goals, but why are you doing it? And what changes are you wanting to make uh, in your life? We want to know all your deep, dark secrets is what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> all your weaknesses. Just Jesse, air all the opinions. skeletons. No, yep. we want to know your 2019 New Year's resolutions. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer ones on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, I want to thank Tori Kelly for joining us. Remember, her new album, Hiding Place, is out now, and she is the cover story in the brand new issue of Relevant. There's a ton of great content in the issue. You should go view it at relevantmagazine.com or at uh, newsstands nationwide. You can get it as well. And if you want to subscribe, there's a great deal going on. You can subscribe at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Um, I think you'll like it. It's a good... We have... Some, we have I'll just say this about 2019. We have some big plans in Huge. store for the magazine. Some Huge. big oh, stuff man. happening. And I cannot Can't wait. wait. You for guys, you to, that's uh, so exciting. Everyone yeah. knows. All three of yeah. you know so many secrets. <laughs> it's been something I've been looking forward to. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. <gasps> Here's I'm, I'm the deal, Annie. I'm Superman I get bored. I get bored easily. <laughs> and I don't like doing the same thing for very long. And we've been doing the magazine. Now we redesign every couple issues every couple years. And you know, every issue's new. You know, we want to like, you know, fresh content and all that kind of stuff. But fundamentally, we've been doing the same thing for 16 years. And okay, uh, okay, keep going. I'm I'm just saying we're yeah, we have some big big fun changes in store in for relevant magazine. Yeah. Uh yeah. go subscribe. You don't want to miss out. I promise uh it's gonna be a good year for magazine readers. So Okay. Um yeah, yeah. Just mixing some stuff up. My my choose your own adventure pitch has finally getting a, gotten a little bit of traction. <laughs> it's, it's so hot right now. <laughs> you know, Black Mirror. Snatch, they, yeah, the band, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bandersnatch took really it out. Right that really, was on stuff. Really hot. Hey, also, for those of you who, you know, listen to the show and you're still listening now, we want to hear from you. We want to know about you and what you think about the show. And we have a survey up at relevantmagazine.com slash podcast survey. If you could go and take five minutes and fill that out, we are picking, uh, I think, three or something people to get $25 uh, gift cards to the relevant store. We would love your feedback. We have some new plans in motion in 2019 for the show and we want to get your thoughts. So just again, yeah. am I the only one who doesn't know the plans? <laughs> just checking. Maybe this, one's news to me. this one's news to me. I don't okay, know what okay, we're talking okay, about okay, here great, either. Great, great. We're doing a Spanish language version of the show and <laughs> I am, I've been using Rosetta Stone for about two weeks right now. And I will just say, oh let me, hey, God. listen, I've already, listen, I've been doing Rosetta, I've been doing Rosetta <laughs> Stone and I've already got my intro down. Hola, hola. 
And <laughs> it's working. It's working. It's magic. You know. Wait. Speaking of Christmas, hold on, Cameron. Did you give Jesse his socks when he was down in Orlando with my face on him for Christmas? No, I I, I saw him at the last second. Did not think of the socks. See. But I do appreciate Annie that on Christmas Eve, a package of like ten pairs of socks with your face no, on it showed 10. up. Yes. And, and and now I have to mail them to people all over the country. So thank you for sending me a postage. <laughs> I love postage it with Christmas, Christmas Eve too, because I, now I I'm just too. picturing on Christmas Eve, like yeah. it's, you know, some UPS driver, his son, <laughs> Tiny Tim is at home, you know, waiting in front of a cup of porridge, you know, just holding his crutch and saying and calling daddy when you will be home it's christmas eve father when will you come back home and he's like well i've got a very important package that i really need to get out i'm just gonna assume that this was essential that it was delivered christmas eve night little does he know in that box is a bunch of pairs of socks with annie's face on it that will never reach most of their intended uh oh, yes, they will. yes they will i'll get them from cameron next time i'm in orlando and mail them i myself. will get to send them out and but they are christmas socks that's the other thing I can't wear them year round. I have to wait until next November. And to be fair, I ordered them and they were meant to arrive weeks before they arrived. Right. So. And, 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 and he got like a confirmation that said, listen, you can either get send these to them a few days after the holidays or we can send our most beleaguered employee who has a sickly <laughs> t- child named Tim out into the cold Christmas Eve night you know for them to picked. be delivered. And it's like, check, send him. Yep, done. That's exactly right. Thanks for knowing me. And also, hey, while you're online, (laughs) go over to uh, iTunes and rate and review the show. It helps uh, more people find it. And uh, we appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. going to have to burn it down and act like an electrical fire happened with the parfait blender. Relevant Podcast Network.